Welcome to this special Mortcast on my friend and CSG, classic CSG guest, Les Shapiro. Uh, it was announced via Les's family on Facebook that Les would be entering into hospice care for what appeared to be, appears to be the last uh, end stages of his battle against lung and neck cancer. Um, Les was diagnosed in 2018 and it was stage four. So to put this in perspective, normally if you're stage four, there's, your options are limited and you are at a point where you're going to need to uh, make some serious decisions in your life within that year. Uh, Les, it is 2022, so it's been four years, and Les has survived, not only survived, but at times thrived during this period, and that's a tribute to Les, specifically. Um, on the second half of this podcast, I'm going to talk about my personal relationship to Les, Les Shapiro, uh, what he has meant to me, what he has done for me, specifically. Uh, and what he's done for many people in the Denver uh, media sphere. Um, and I definitely, I struggled with this. Uh, I'm going to be doing a DraftKings read in the middle of this thing. I apologize. Um, I was going to skip reading about it because this is a tribute episode and a very, and I may break down a little uh, emotionally in the second half of this uh, podcast. But it occurred to me that if I was talking to Les Shapiro about whether to do that ad read or not, he would call me nuts and tell me to do it anyway. Uh, so, Les, uh, I'm going to heed your, your imagined advice here because I, I, it's totally something that you would tell me. Um, Les Shapiro came on to CSG uh, in 2013, shortly after we had Sandy Clough on. And if you listen to uh, CSG from about three months ago, I had, you know, Ross and Nate came back and we actually did talk about Les coming on. By far, and this is not hyperbole, Les Shapiro was the best guest we ever had on this podcast. Um, followed, followed by Sandy Clough. But Les Shapiro got it in a way that was surprising and was ahead of the time for 2000, I think it's 13, so it was nine years ago. Um, Les got it. Les knew. Les knew how to do it. Um, at a time when most people in the media, particularly coming from radio, did not get it. Didn't understand the concept of, of podcasting and uh, considered it a threat. But Les Shapiro got it. Les Shapiro got it in a way that was unbelievably uh, uplifting to both uh, Nate Ross and myself. It, he did. We've said this before, and we told the story about this. And I'm going to have to. What I'm going to do after this, I post this podcast, is I'm going to link to all the times Les was on the podcast, and I'm also going to link to um, the lad when Nate and Ross were on about three months ago, um, when we talk about Les coming on, uh, the podcast, because 
to say that Les was gleeful um, at a certain moment in that podcast would probably be an understatement. It's my favorite story. One of my favorite stories when uh, uh, podcasting. And I've been doing this for 10 years. Uh, 11 years. Fuck. Um, this... Less, less comes from the staid media. So he started, came up through media school, Arizona State, went to various TV stations, arrived in Denver, stayed. Okay, he's from Chicago, but he ended up staying in Denver about 85. And if you come up in traditional mainstream media, there is, there's some rigidity and, and, um, to it, and one of those things is you're 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 bound by FCC regulations, which is something that podcasts are not. And this was something that was um, interesting uh, to people who had never really experienced that sort of thing. Um, Sandy Clough got it, um, but no one got it to the extent that. That Les Shapiro did. He comes in and just starts. First of all, the first thing he starts doing is making fun of Ross, which was which was hysterical. Um, he uh, he he asked me. He says Jeff because I had known Les, and I'm going to get to this. I'm going to get to this in the second half. But I've known Les for oh I don't know three years prior to him coming on the podcast. And uh, one of the things he asked me he says like um, we're not doing this in like some guys some guy's bedroom <laughs> and the studio was actually in a spare bedroom at the time. And then he said, um, then he said, um, uh, can I swear? Which was, which was the, the gleam in his eye. And if anyone, I mean, I'm not speaking out of school here. Um, less is like most media people. Um, in the sense that they probably can cuss a blue streak, and uh, which is like all of us, so they're humans. And uh, Les was like, uh, "Can I, can I swear?" And I said, "Yes." In fact, it's encouraged. I knew what I was doing. And Les, Les comes on, and he just looks, and I'll, I'll never forget this. And then Nate Ross and I talked about this when the, on the last podcast we I did with them, but we, we just had to, we're. We could see him, he looked at me, and looked at Nate and Ross, and then he dropped an F-bomb. And the look of glee on his face was just, it's made this entire, it was worth it for this entire 11-year experiment that is CSG to see how gleeful uh, Les Shapiro was to say fuck on the air. (laughs) And it was tremendous. It was tremendous. In many, many, many different ways. It, it, God, it's, that, this, the, that's the kind of guy he was. Is, but he's my friend Les, and if he, and I kind of got choked up there. And if he, and if he heard that, and if he hears that right now, he's going to get annoyed at me. Um, because I know that he that's not what he wants. I one of 
One of the things that made Les Shapiro such so great is that is something that I'm going to talk about in this in the second half, is that Les was a genuine human being. What you saw on air and what you heard on the radio was Les, Les Shapiro. Um, it's very very few few times in a, in a business where you have to put on airs, where you meet someone who is just kind of like. Kind of like in every role, Al Pacino is Al Pacino. Every role, Albert De Niro is Robert De Niro. Well, Les Shapiro is Les Shapiro. There's no he, he he talked to people, no knew everyone on the planet, knows everyone, everyone knows less, and the 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 levels of impact that he has made through various people and contacts in in both the sports and media uh, atmospheres is uh, absolutely incredible. It's absolutely incredible. Les knew everyone, and you knew that he genuinely knew everyone. He wasn't BSing. And he came on four times on this podcast, and unfortunately we didn't have him on past 2015. And uh, I kind of regret that. And Les and I would talk frequently about him coming back on. And... And then he retired. When he retired in 2020, it wasn't. He was doing that podcast called Undefeated, and less. You could tell was winding down and was getting more disconnected from sports, at least in a sense that he was getting disconnected from the uh, machinery that is the act of covering sports, and you could tell that he didn't have that zeal anymore, even though he and I still would talk frequently, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the same. The guy was retired and I missed my opportunity to have him back on. Uh, I, I kind of regret that, but I really enjoy, if you listen, I listened to all four of the other times Les was on and he was absolutely amazing. And like I said, I'm going to link to those on, on Twitter at, at my account, uh, at jmorton78 and at csg underscore network. Um, both of those I will put out, the the Les Shapiro podcast. They are all amazing. <laughs> they are all really good. One of them was a great, legendary podcast we did with both him and Sandy Clough. It was tremendous. It was when we were doing those things at Jake's uh, Food and Spirits, and it was... It was great. It was perfection. But nothing for me can beat that first time he was on and seeing the look of glee in his eye. You know, it, it was something that I think Nate and Ross will both look back on and say, it was worth the whole journey just to get that moment from Les Shapiro. The whole experience of this particular podcast was worth that entire journey just to get that one moment from Les Shapiro. Where that just the look of just utter glee and 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 excitement in his eye was worth it to me. And it was just I hold on to that moment all the time. I hold on to I hold on to that even as I read that Facebook post from his family the first thing I thought of was him looking at me, looking at Nate, looking at Ross, and then dropping an F-bomb. And that is just so sweet. It's so sweet. And worth it. 
All right, folks, hard segue into a uncomfortable DraftKings read. I hope you will all will pre, uh, put up with me for this one. Um, but uh, on the other side of the break, I'm going to talk to you about my personal relationship with uh, Les Shapiro and what he means to me as someone who is, uh, uh, has got to the experience of calling him a friend. But first, I'm going to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Four teams remain in the NFL playoffs, and that means only four teams left for you to bet on at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Um, if you're not a new customer, you can check out those same-game parlays. It's a great way to make your money kind of stretch. Um, you know, if you, it, it's better than just, like, throwing on a bet for one thing. I mean, if anyone could tell you about this sort of thing also, it was Les Shapiro. Um, he, was, he, he had relationships that you would not believe uh, in the sports betting community, and he could give you some great advice. And one of the things I'm sure Les would sh- say is check out those same-game parlays. Um, those are amazing. They're a great way to stretch your money. Like I said, I don't personally gamble, but I like all my friends do. And they all love those same game parlays. Check those out immediately. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS to get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code MHS for 56 to 1 odds at, at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Re- restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. What Les Shapiro meant to me personally is is hard to put into words. And let me emphasize right at this moment that my experience with Les uh, was not unusual. In fact, it was very frequent. And if you and if you talk to anyone in the media, if you talk to people who definitely who were coming up in the media from in the two thousands. Um, Les was a grade-A exemplary mentor. Someone who took a lot of pride in... He's he's someone who took a lot of pride in being a mentor. And someone who didn't bullshit about it. I first encountered Les Shapiro. I mean, all of us saw Les... As a when we were growing up, you know, he was Denver TV legend from the '80s to about 2000, and then in the 2000s to until he retired, he did exclusively radio. But he also did emceeing gigs around Denver. Um, he was heavily involved in a bunch of different things. He was great friends with with uh, Mike Shanahan. Uh, I'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> turning into a Nuggets game and seeing Mike Shanahan and Les Shapiro sitting together. And sometimes Les would show up to a game and say, like, oh, no, I'm sitting with Shanahan tonight. I'm like, okay, great. Thanks for showing off. (laughs) But he was unequivocally generous with his advice and mentorship to people. 
Um, you're going to hear stories upon stories upon stories about Les Shapiro being a mentor. Les Shapiro being someone who would take talk to you, take you under his wing, give, give you advice if you asked him about it. He didn't give you unsolicited advice. Um, one of the first things Les, Les said to me in, two, in 2010, um, well, first of all, let me tell you something. Uh, I sought him out on Twitter. It's both at a time when he and I were not really using our Twitter accounts, but I, I took a shot in the dark. And uh, I sent him a column that I wrote from Denver Stiffs, and I think it was 2010 or 9. I think, but it was 10. It was the early days of Twitter. And um, I sent, I shot him out a uh, um, a column that I don't even remember what column it was. But I, I remember it was something that I would, wanted him to, to read. And I, I, I don't remember the contents of it exactly. Um, but he immediately followed me back sent me a, a, a direct message, and with paragraph, he read it, paragraphs long of a, of a both an honest critique, a, uh, what I would say is a generous um, compliment, and um, an offer to say more, an offer to continue it going. And that's really where it started with Less Than Me. Uh, 12, 13 years ago was he and I connecting via, <laughs> via this random encounter on, on, on Twitter. But he must have seen something he liked because he and I maintained this relationship. And uh, it, it continued. Uh, uh, I needed his email for something. Uh, Andy Feinstein's known Les Shapiro for many years. And uh, he is just as devastated as I am. And for that matter, so is Nate Timmons and Ross Martin. Uh, we are all um, just struck, just beside ourselves uh, after this information. And, and quite frankly, uh, I almost didn't record a podcast. Um, yesterday I was going to do it and I just couldn't find the right tone because I was too upset. And I will, I will maybe break down again during this last segment, but... Les uh, was very generous, and uh, he used to do something with a Vegas outfit, and he helped me out when I was uh, making a trip out there. And But he just offered it up, and he didn't have to. He said, Jeff, I'll, I'll help you out, and he did. And one of the first things he says to me is, like, go to the uh, uh, Paris Casino, go to Monabi Gabi, and get the... Uh, the steak with the palm frites. And <laughs> I told him, I said, look, Les, Monami Gabi is like one of my favorite restaurants in the world. I love that. I love that restaurant. And so we bonded over our mutual love of that, of that restaurant. Um, it was, it was, it was just so, it was so heartening to see someone take an interest in your life. who didn't have to. And unless would do this thing where he would, I would go for about a month or two without talking to him, and he would send me a text message checking up on me. Um, back in 2017, 18, right around then, uh, the burnout was real for me, uh, I'll be honest with you. And he hadn't seen me the last couple of times he got to Pepsi Center because Red Les didn't go to every game. 
and uh, he would sit in the crowd. Uh, Les always had people he would sit with in the crowd, so uh, he would come in, talk to everyone in the media, get the lowdown, what's going on, then you'd go sit in the crowd with, you know, Mike Shanahan or someone else. And uh, I got a text message from him, 2000, it was shortly, it was 2017, because it was, it was before he started feeling uh, ill. And uh, he says, like, Jeff, where the fuck you been? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen you at the arena. I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, this has been doing this a long time. I, I, I'm kind of burned out. He says, oh, I understand that. I've gone through that myself. He says, I have the fortunate where I don't have to be here every day. So uh, it, it's easier for me to do. And I said, look, it's, it, I, it's, thank you for checking up on me, you know. But Les um, made sure that his way of making sure you're okay is by is by making sure that you understood the ups and downs of what you do. I mean, look, I've never made a dime from what I do. Les was a media person who went through the peak of of anchors on television, right? So he he's was set. Um, I never, I've, I've like I said, I've made a dime from this, and so my motivations are different from his. And he understood that, and once he understood that, he adjusted, and he and I would talk about, well, you could do this, you could do that, and it was it was just. Whenever I was in a dark place, I would reach out to Les, and Les would lift me up and wait. I mean, I remember so clearly. I called him one day because I was, I was I was upset about something that had happened um, professionally. And he answered, and it was so funny. He and I talked for about 35 minutes, and then... He says, Jeff, oh, I'm so sorry to do this to you. I've got to go. Um, the storm that just came through through Aurora uh, has uh, damaged several of our windows. And I, and I said, when did this happen? And he says, oh, right before you called. And I said, you didn't have to. <laughs> you didn't have to talk to me. You could have told me that he couldn't talk. And it was just like I couldn't I couldn't believe that he devoted the time to me because we could see I was in a bit of crisis. Les had two two sons, and Les understands the the plights of of growing up, and was very supportive of his son in the music business. And um, he just no he understood, and he always treated me very respectfully. And he got it. Um, one of the people who, first people who reached out to me when I had my uh, article announcing that I was gay. One of the first people to reach out to me was Les Shapiro. The most encouraging, him and Brett Barab. <laughs> you know, but, 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 but one of the most encouraging things that I, I'd ever heard of seen. Les was just beyond anything that I could imagine as someone who I would describe as the perfect mentor. 
absolutely the perfect mentor. And you know what? My experience is not unusual. My experience with Les Shapiro is very, very frequent across many people in all of Denver. I'm sure there's people in Arizona. I mean, Chris Fusilay, um, our good friends at the Blake Street Tavern, the big house on Blake. His best friend was Les Shapiro. He went down and just had had uh, um, lunch with Les in Arizona. It's just this, he, he touched so many people. And he and I had reached a point where we had a true adult relationship. Okay, folks? And by that I mean adult relationships is making plans for dinner and never going to dinner. And that was our routine. Every time I saw Les, he and I would say, let's go to this, this restaurant and have a great night. Um, every single time. And then we would never do it. That is a true adult friendship. That's a true adult, adult relationship. <laughs> I, I hope in the grand scheme of things, Les Shapiro is, remem- is remembered more for the lives he touched and the people he mentored than anything else because there was none better. Uh, he made me feel as an equal. He didn't talk down to me. Les and I, uh, we would see each other at practice, and he and I would just stand in the corner talking while we watched the players in the practice court. Um, great story um, that I, I hope that uh, uh, Nate Timmons tells on Twitter was... Uh, draft night 2014 uh, at Pepsi Center, as it was known at the time, Ball Arena. Um, Ball Arena now, I should say. Um, (laughs) It was during a time when there wasn't a lot of people coming in to the lounge to cover the draft. And uh, both uh, I had seen... Uh, Nate Timmons had seen, and Les Shapiro, all of us had seen Zach Levine. And my video, uh, which no longer exists, of, uh, of Zach Levine doing the, basically one of the dunks that he did in, when he was winning the dunk contest, the around the back, uh, you know, around his body, over the head dunk. Uh, he did that in this practice, and it went viral. Of course, we were all impressed. We were all impressed. Uh, Nate, Les and I talked the entire time about how much we liked Zach Levine (laughs) and how we wished the Nuggets would take him. And I think he ended up going to Minnesota, like the the 10th spot, I think. I have to read. I mean, I I may not have my my draft slotting correct, but I think that's where he went. And the Nuggets were the eleventh pick. They ended up taking Doug McDermott, who then they they flipped into Yusuf Nurkic and Gary Harris. And of course, as we all know, that's the that's the uh, Nikola Jokic draft. But that was a fun night, and we had such a great time talking about how much we like Zach Levine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just Les Shapiro 
you've made a tremendous and indelible impact on my life. Um, if you are able to listen to this, man, I, I just I just want you to know that. And uh, what you did as a mentor and a friend and as someone who always treated me like an equal, I hope, I hope I do in my time covering the Nuggets, I hope I do even a fraction of what you have done for other people in bringing them up in this, in this crazy media world and letting them know that you are equal. I hope I can even do a fraction of what you did, like Nate, or uh, uh, less. The world is a profoundly more empty place without you. But I want you to know the mark you left fills it up with love. And I love you so much, my friend. Thank you all for joining me on this TSG. I'll be back with another episode soon. Love you less.